Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. It is now time for Sports Minutes. I'm Elliot Danka together with Ziaul Raushan. And this podcast is especially for all the wives of sports fans because. Bye bye, husbands. Yeah, I was hoping you would tell them the good news, uh, bad news rather than me. So thank you for that. Yep. If you've already got a other half who loves football, well, guess what? Formula One is back. So there goes another Woo! three hours of your Sunday and not forgetting qualifying. A lot of time from the weekend is gone. I'm excited though. I am. I'm very, very excited. And we talk about this, right? Storylines coming into a new season. There's so much to look forward to. I know. So you know what? Let's dive into it with a professional. I think that's best. So joining us on the call now, Alex Jung, who famously raced for Minadi in 2001 and 2002, the pride of Malaysia and the pride of Asia. Alex Jung, good to have you with us. Yes, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Wow, Alex, uh, brand new season. Last season, not as controversial on the track, although off the track there were a whole bunch of other issues, which we'll dive into. I guess at a glance, what should we look out for this season? Well, I think firstly, we should just appreciate that I think we're in a bit of a golden age for Formula One. Uh, we'll look back at this period with a lot of fondness in the years to come. I mean, we got some really exciting racing, close racing. Um, and um, yeah, you know, I never looked, you know, the last couple, two, three years really, I've really enjoyed watching Formula One. Um, okay, so going to this season, I guess the biggest question is whether it'll be a three-way fight. Mm. Can Ferrari, I, we know Ferrari would be quick to, to challenge Red Bull, the reigning champions, but can Mercedes join them as well? And I, I really hope so, because we haven't had a three-way fight ooh, since, I think, uh, 2012. So um, that would be fantastic if we can get that, because, um, you know, three top teams going at it, hammer and tongs the whole year. Um, there's so many other subplots, you know, um, Charles Leclerc, whether what he what sort of form can he bring? Can he end the drought from for Ferrari for a drivers or constructors or championship? And I say Leclerc, but really we should also include science. Science has also been very strong. Mm. Um, and of course the Mercedes, their team. You know, I mean, I think both the drivers we have there, Hamilton, arguably the greatest driver ever, mm-hmm. and George Russell. Wow, you know that that that's arguably the strongest strongest driver lineup of the whole grid. You know, will Hamilton be able to get one on his teammate or will Russell be able to improve and even push on to try and fight for the championship? There's, there's so many interesting things. Alex, I think the beauty of having you on the call is you've actually driven, been one of the 20 lucky men to drive at breakneck speed around the world, right? I just want to try and understand it slightly better. We are on the cusp of the opening weekend. What's going through these drivers' minds at this point? Is there excitement? Is there nervousness? I mean, they're seasoned pros, but still. Oh, I mean... After it's not that long a winter, but um, the boys would have been itching to get back into the race cars from about second week of January already. <laughs> so, um, but they'd have been fat out. I mean, the the, the preparation never stops. They'll be in the simulator a lot, um, and I think the thing that they're going to be super hyper focused on is the fact that they have such little testing. Mm-hmm. What is it? Three days total yep, for that's each all it team. Is. Yeah. Um, so, driver might get a day and a half. Um, I mean, that's not too bad. I mean, <laughs> I've seen shorter preseasons, to be honest. But these guys are used to being prepared. You know, they're the best drivers in the world. They want to hit round one fully prepared. And with three days of testing, uh, it's going to be tough, you know, yeah. especially if a team hits some reliability issues. So they'll be super focused on the simulator runs, super focused on the prep before the test. Mm-hmm. Because every single member in that team will know that they cannot mess up the test. 
the the pressure on the test will be as intense as a race weekend. Mm. Um, I've only recently paid more attention to the reserve driver, the third driver, Alex, uh, and that's because mm. you've got the likes of uh, Danny Ricardo and now Mick Schumacher in that role. Uh, how important is it that, th- that these guys have been on the grid? They have they have played with the new regulations. They they are very recent uh, main grid drivers as well. Uh, what are your yeah. thoughts on this? I think it's a pretty good idea. You know, the testing is getting less and less. We just talked about it. Mm. Um, having an experienced driver can be very handy. Um, I think in Mick's case in Mercedes, uh, I'm not really sure if he'll get a sniff at a race seat. I highly mm. doubt it. Mm. Uh, both of the, his teammates are firing nicely. But um, Red Bull, you know, Danny Ricardo is a third yeah. driver of Red Bull. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm. Because um, even though Perez says he's not noticing it at all, you have to be aware that, you know, Perez's forms, when it does dip, it dips quite big yeah, yeah. against his teammate Verstappen. And, and Red Bull are known for changing drives mid-season. You know, they, they, they're quite um, ruthless about it. So I think Danny Ricciardo there, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> if, if Perez has a sort of different form, he had one point last year. I don't think they'd be very patient with him because they got a, a race winner and Danny Ricciardo waiting the sidelines. Yeah, talk about pressure, right, in terms of Daniel Ricciardo waiting in the wings. Now, Alex, we're keen on this show particularly to try and bring in real life into these situations, into <laughs> sport, right? And I want to ask you, you've got two drivers who essentially are driving for the same team, but they also have to be selfish and fight their own agendas. How does that work? How does how are we expecting fireworks? And if so, which camp is going to explode first? Gosh, uh... <laughs> Uh, I mean, we just talked about Mercedes, you know. Um, if they're not fighting for the championship, I think it'd be quite friendly. Yeah. If that team's fighting for the championship, I expect fireworks. Mm. Um, you, you, what other teams are there? I think the Alpine, you know, have to look at... Um, Pierre Gasly, Gasly and, and Esteban Ocon. Um, yeah, what's the other guy's name? <laughs> Esteban Ocon. <laughs> I mean, hopefully Pierre Gasly's yeah. not listening or Ocon's not listening for <laughs> yeah. your sake. Ocon and Gasly. Um, that, that'll be fiery, I think. Ocon doesn't seem to get on with any of his teammates. That's yeah. Yep. been a quite a common thread mm. with all his years in Formula One. So yeah. that I, we can definitely expect some fireworks there. Mm. Um, so, you know, this is something teams have to manage. The dynamics, you, you want two teammates that are super competitive. You, you don't want drivers who are not super competitive. And unfortunately, that goes with the business. Mm. But you have to lay the groundwork very uh, clearly. Mm-hmm. You know, drivers are always going to see what they can do, try and get one up on their teammates. But you have to work. Drivers also know they have to work because if you've got two sets of information, you can improve the direction of the car. Mm. So, you know, if you just leave them to go at it, it will be a disaster mm. um, because they're also highly intelligent and they know how to pull one over each other. So the team boss really needs to understand the dynamics of this and the subtleties mm. um, so they can very clear with, listen, mm. this is fine. This yeah. is not fine. And mm. go through these details mm. um, because... You know, if you have the right experience, you can know when a driver is um is messing around. Um, you know, he'll get out, he'll get out of the car and blame and blame this and blame that. Yeah. But you know when he's messing around, really. Yeah. And that that's the point where you need to pull over the side and say, no, this is not acceptable. Yeah, um, and you know you got to nip it in the bud straight away. 
Yeah, Alex, we've seen a lot of like older driver pairing with younger one. I mean, you were talking about the Mercedes situation, a bit of mentoring going wrong, going uh, along there. Uh, does it help if both drivers, or, or what is the situation when both drivers are, are young? For example, you've got the developing young drivers in Ferrari with Charles Leclerc and uh, Carlos Sainz. A bit of bromance going on there. Uh, same thing at McLaren, although I would say Lando, Morris, Lando Norris is a little bit more experienced than Oscar Piastri. Uh, what are your thoughts? Younger drivers, does that... Is it easier to manage? Ah, it's not an issue. Drivers are always tricky to manage. Doesn't matter if you're young or older drivers, especially like Alonso, know know the tricks of the games. You yeah. know, so you could argue the older drivers are more difficult. Um, but for the mentoring side, that's a lot of crap. Uh-huh. It's so you know, people go on about that all the time, and it's that's that's crap. Um, drivers learn so quickly these days, and by the time they get to Formula Two, they they are pretty much complete. Mm. Um, there's no mentoring that's needed at all. Mm-hmm. Drivers just get in and, and they get on with it. Um, you know, it's a bit like Ferguson's. Someone said that Ferguson could win with kids in the 90s. You remember that? Yeah. Um, it's especially true, true in driving. Um, you know, the, the experience, the calm heads, they need to be in the engineering department. They need to be in management, right. not driving. Um, yeah. Actually, on that point, Alex, I want to zoom in on your former teammate, Fernando Alonso, who's, I believe, touching 40 and still driving. Do you think it's almost... We've had this conversation, Elliot, on this podcast itself, almost knowing when your number is up. Yeah. Do you, Alex, do you think Fernando Alonso is just staying there because he can't give up racing or does he actually bring something to the grid? No, definitely. Um, I expected to see a bit of a dip in form last year. I did not see any sign of that. He definitely deserves to be there. Alonso is intense as ever, and he doesn't seem to have lost any pace or any racecraft. Mm. It's very different Kimi Raikkonen and Sebastian Vettel. Mm. Kimi Raikkonen, you could see what, the pace wasn't there. For, he stayed like five years too too late, if you mm. ask me. Yeah. Um, the racecraft wasn't as intense. The pace disappeared. Um, and Vettel, too. Vettel, for the last three or four years. Okay, we saw some highlights last year. We saw some very good performances from him. But the consistency still wasn't there that he had in the Red Bull years. And, and you can see drivers, they get to the late 30s, um, they, they, they do start to tail off. But not yeah. all drivers, you know. Mansell was strong right to the end. Mm. Um, so was Prost, you could argue. Um, you could argue that Schumacher actually tailed off in yeah. mm. the last few yeah. years. Mm. Yeah. But I, I'm seeing no, no evidence of any tailing off from Fernando Alonso yet. I'm almost tempted to ask if Alex was one of those difficult rascal drivers, but uh, maybe not. <laughs> Having worked with him, I would suggest. No, I'm kidding. Alex is great. No, but yeah. you're talking about trouble or, or potential trouble, right? Uh, this whole issue of speaking my mind uh, or, or drivers mm. wanting to speak their mind, do you see this continuing to drag out? How bad could it get? Yeah, it's weird. It's like all the world governing bodies are getting together and yeah. saying, let's try and keep a lid and everything. Mm, yeah. But it's not just motorsport, it's football. So there's, they're definitely talking to each other, aren't they, mm. at the high level? Mm. Um, don't like their, um, they don't like the, the help talking up, do they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> their yeah. product, their drivers, their players. Um, but hey, you know, I, I, think, I think the drivers are right. They, mm. they should speak out. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's some things more important than sport. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a there's a fine line, and who am I to say where that line is? Mm. But um, there are there are issues when that that do need to be spoken out about sometimes, and uh, I I think it's good that the drivers are are trying to uh, are saying that they're going to carry on. Yep, certainly one driver who hasn't been shy about raising his opinions or making his opinion known is Lewis Hamilton, mm. who's 
Fun fact here, he's won more races than the entire 19 other drivers in the grid combined. But obviously, Alex, he hasn't had the success he wanted in the past two years. How do you see this season panning out for Lewis Hamilton and who are your top picks? I think Hamilton's going to be strong. Um, Amen. I know he had some he had some dips last year, but I didn't see any sign that he's any less slow. Um, and I think he'll be focused to be strong this year. Um but, you know, Russell, I think, will take another step forward as well. So Hampton's going to match that. Um, but I would love to say, I hope, like I said, I really hope this three-team fight. But i got to think that um, Max Verstappen and Red Bull still start as favourites for the year. Um, I know we've got that aero testing ban then where they lost something like, I don't know, was it 11% or 19%? 11%. That will have a... 11%. Okay, well, that have a big, that will have a big effect on them, but maybe not so much on this year's car, but definitely mm. next year's car. Um, so, yeah, Max definitely still starts his favourite uh, for the championship, that is. All right. We've been speaking with uh, former F1 driver. He's also an F1 host, F1 pundit as well. Alex Young, thank you so much for your time today, man. Thank you. Good to be here. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.